we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Of the beast. How you doing, Nesbeth? I'm doing good. How you doing? Right on. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Um, <laughs> living my best pa- pandemic life. <laughs> um, itching for this beer. Yeah. This is... Uh, yeah. It's good to do a few of these, like news ones where we catch up on stuff after the yeah. seven hours of brave new world yeah so today we're gonna talk about some of the um basically the feedback we got um and i guess yeah just kind of catch up everything because next week we're getting into tyranny of souls tyranny of souls next week yeah oh wow and we got a nice beer here so we got this uh this is the last one of the nesbit friend pack this is the vanderbilt from, yeah, it's from that same Montre- Brasseur de Montreal brewery. Nice. That's a wit beer, which I think I think that means white beer. I know, white. And it's made with wheat. So. Yeah, I thought white was blank. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's German. I'm not sure. Hit it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. All right. 12 years doing French in, in high school, and I come up with the old blank. <laughs> oh, man. That smells good. It smells really good. You know, I've been reading a lot about doing my own beer. You know, this pandemic really makes you think about that. Yeah. And with uh, the way we were looking at it, because we, we've, uh, you know, for all you listeners out there, we've brewed our own beer a few times. We just kind of like, we got all the gear at your place, and we did like three batches, and we did it pretty early stage kits but we didn't do it right from the mash right i did try a few of those afterwards and i got all the gear Mm. for it but i kind of gave up on it yeah it's a lot of work but i think the real thing the big change is that brew bag concept Mm -hmm. the brew bag makes it so easy i've been reading about this like the whole thing before we were like trying to filter it out was such a mess anyway I'm, i'm looking back at it what do you think of this beer it's good it's really hitting the spot really good i need this really bad but when i taste these wheat beers it tastes like summertime to me so Mm. i know it's great it's actually a new uh uh, iron maiden announced another beer uh it's australian only release it's the trooper xpa so it's an extra pale ale interesting so that came out april 27th so that was one of those uh bottles it's not a robinson beer it's hmm. done with this brewery called Nomad in Australia. Okay. So remember they did a Trooper Brazil IPA with this Bode Brown Brewing Company? Yeah. So this is another collaboration between Bruce Dickinson and another brewery. So it's Should called we get one of these sent up Trooper or what? XPA. I don't know if we can get our hands yeah. on it. It'd be pretty cool. So that's, Send Fox in. So that's another sort of maiden beer. It's not a Robinson's one, but it's official. So nice. that goes with the... Was it the Trooper IPA, the Fear of the Dark Stout, and the Trooper Hallowed Red and Black Six Six Six? Yeah, Sun and it was Steel. The Japanese one. Sun and Steel, yeah. Sun and Steel, yeah. Light Brigade too. Forgot about that one. Light Brigade. So yeah. there's quite a uh, collection of beers now, but that's a new one. Yeah. Well, welcome aboard. Yep. So last week I was on. Yeah. Uh, I was the guest on someone else's podcast. Yes, I know. One of the podcasts I listen to regularly. So I listen to like 10 yeah. or 12 rock podcasts. Yeah. And what, this one's called The Hook Rocks, which is like, they yeah. talk about not just metal, but they did some Maiden-centric stuff, and then they had me on to talk about Maiden. Wait, no, they? I thought it was just... Oh, yeah, uh, it is one guy. Yeah. I say they, just yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It was weird. It, I had no idea what I was going to talk about when I went on, but... Uh, yeah. And I got on, and it seemed like we were talking for 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden, we were done. It was like an hour, so it was pretty fun. Yeah. We went to talk about why Iron Maiden is one of the greatest bands of all time, so... Yeah, you know, it used to be it used to be like that when we first talked music, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that was the magic day. <laughs> Thanks, Nesbitt. Thanks, Nesbitt. But uh, if anyone... I listened to it, and my blood boiled a little. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if anyone wants to check it out, yeah, go... Yeah. Uh, Check it's the Hook Rocks is the name of the yeah. podcast. I think it's episode one hundred and one or two or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was interesting for me to listen to it because you know you guys are both real music geeks, right? 
and uh, you're really into it. And I was just sitting there the whole time thinking, like, I'd just be making jokes and, then, and laughing the whole time. Whereas you guys were, like, right into it. It was, like, two professors of music talking. And I was like, man, if they had a podcast, how much more deep would Nesbitt have gotten? He'd be the core of the earth, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. He was really good. He's got a he's got a great radio voice. Oh, What's yeah. his name? Jay Scott. Yeah. Jay Scott. Hook yeah. Rocks, yeah. The Hooks Rocks. Yeah, he's got an awesome uh, radio voice. And, um, you know, I, I love his podcast format. And he's uh, seems to be cranking him out at a high volume. Yeah, he's got a ton of content, lots yeah. of cool guests. Anyway, everyone, uh, go yeah. check out The Hook Rocks. And start with my episode. <laughs> start with the Nesbitt episode. <laughs> but then go back. Go. He's got some really cool stuff. Is it just me? It mm. seems to me, like, with all the podcasts I listen to, that there's this big, like, surge of Iron Maiden stuff on the go right now. Yeah, I know. When we when we first started it, there was like no Iron Maiden podcast. Right. There was an abandoned and, one that kind of fizzled yeah. in 2012. Yep. And there's another one that had like, I don't know, half a dozen episodes or something. Yeah. And we, we were like, we'll be talking Maiden. It took us like 20, 30 episodes to knock them off the of Google and <laughs> because they were so indexed well and all that stuff. They were just ghost podcast. Um, but there was really nothing going on. Yeah. And now there's, well, Satellite mm. 664, which is yeah. uh, a YouTube only one. They had a bunch yeah. of cool episodes recently. They used to be kind of, uh, they used to come out not very frequently, but it seems like lately, I guess maybe with the pandemic, they have lots of time yeah. and they've been cranking out episodes pretty regularly. Um, they just had Blaze Bailey on, which was a really good episode. Blaze is nice. hilarious. So Blaze said a couple of cool things on their uh, episode 14, mm-hmm. Blaze Bailey. Um, okay. He talks about being an 80s metal band in like the grunge era. He says some cool stuff. He has some really funny stuff to say. And oh, nice. there's another podcast that's pretty new. They're on episode, I don't know if they're on 11 or 12. There's this podcast called Wayne's Iron Maiden Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I listened to the first episode and I didn't know what to make of it. And I kept yeah. listening. And, man, this is like, it's an Iron Maiden podcast, but it's also like one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's like this, you know the type of humor in Spinal Tap? This is Spinal Tap. Yeah. It's just like yeah. that. It's like, imagine... That, except in podcast form. And they're talking about Iron Maiden. Oh, deadly. It's just really, really, really funny. If you want to start with one episode, they went through the first, every track on the first album. And then mm. episode 10, they did kind of a recap of like the first Iron Maiden album. And it was hilarious. It was so, so funny. I listened to it twice. So that's another nice. podcast check out. Well, but yeah, there's a bunch. have a lot to listen to now. And I had one I used to listen to called Uncle Steve's Rock and Metal Zone. And he's mm-hmm. rebranded for as Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. And he's doing this thing with, like, Iron Maiden for the month of May. Nice. So that was pretty cool. I started listening to that. He does a cool thing at the beginning of his podcast where when it's the lead-up to the episode and he plays uh, that UFO song, Doctor, Doctor. Yeah. Kind of like a concert. So it's kind of cool. Oh, that is neat. Yeah. That'd actually be a really good intro, Yeah, uh, wouldn't it? So that's what he's you doing. Know? That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Yeah. yeah. So those are some of the ones I listen to. That uh, there's a couple other Maiden podcasts out there, but those are the main ones I listen yeah, to. Yeah, po- podcasts are funny, isn't it? It's like with the with the the uh, you know this pandemic thing. I don't want to keep talking about it, but I've I've my podcast listening has gone way down when you'd expect it to go way up. Yeah, mine's gone way up. Real? Yeah, I I just find like so many of my core podcasts, like sports, are just garbage. Uh, because they're just talking about like scenarios. Yeah. And that's the worst. Like what thing. we're it doing. It reminds me of the lockouts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's true too. Um, well, we got to be careful about that. Yeah. Um, you know, anything to do with politics or news, you know, what it's dominating. And, um, you know, they just find a lot of them are, are, you know, there's some interesting ones, very topical ones um, that are, that are, you know, just kind of talking about the adjustment and interesting stories. But uh, by and large, I'm just kind of newsed out. I've been just like binge watching old TV shows. Man, I haven't looked at. Well, I'm not on social media, and I've yeah. just I haven't looked at any news in yeah. like weeks. When this all first started, everyone was addicted to, you know, you're looking all day trying to get updates and stuff. And I'm completely yeah. tuned out now. My wife tells me if anything important happens. I know. I know. I just couldn't take it anymore, I, man. Yeah, it's uh, a good time yeah. for binge watching TV shows. <laughs> man, is it ever? There's nothing on, and I I just literally can't do the news right now. It's just too much. Just to get back into the Maiden. We yeah. have gotten a few calls over the last weeks. We were doing Brave New World, so we kind of like backburnered a lot of this. 
Yes. But uh, we should pull out. This is a call we got from uh, a listener named Ross. Hi, guys. My name's Ross. I'm 39 and I live in Buckinghamshire in England. Um, I've been listening to your show for probably about 18 months now. Really love it. Really enjoy it. think what you guys do is excellent. I'm obviously a huge Maiden fan um, and I agree with a lot of what you guys also say and talk about. Um, I wanted just to check in with you guys um, because when I listen to the show, I always feel like I'm just listening to a couple of mates talking. Um, Obviously, I'm a huge Maiden fan, huge metal fan, and also enjoy my uh, real ale and craft beers as well. So that's also a cool side of it. Um, I first got into Maiden probably when I was about 10 years old. Uh, Me and a friend of mine went to a sort of local car boot sale, like a yard sale. And somebody was selling the first Maiden album on cassette tape for about 50 pence. (laughs) And we just saw the Eddie head on the cover and thought, my God, that looks amazing. So we just bought it. Um, But then we listened to it and our lives changed pretty much, as you probably know what that feels like. Um, And then from then on in, I knew exactly what sort of music I was going to be into. And it snowballed from there. Um, I wanted to check in because you have been talking on the uh, Brave New World reviews about um, what's been going on. And on my first gig I ever saw with Maiden was on the Ed, uh, Ed Hunter tour when Bruce and Adrian came back. And I went to Paris on the 9th of September 99, which was one still to this day, one of the best days of my life. Um, on the Brave New World tour, I went to several gigs. Um, I went to a gig at Shepherd's Bush Empire, which was a couple of weeks before Rock in Rio, um, which is when they played The Fallen Angel, which might be that bootleg you played. It sounded very familiar because they got told off for staying over curfew because Yannick just had his child born that day, so they were celebrating. Um, then in on the Brave New World Tour in Mannheim, when Yannick fell off the stage, I was at that gig as well. Um, I remember it really well. We were going to, it was with the Maiden fan club. Uh, Yannick fell off the stage and they had to cancel the Essen gig, which was the next day. So we had nothing to do on that day. Um, another little interesting fact to tell you is that on that tour, I went to see them at Earl's Court in London and me and my mate went to, for a McDonald's before the show. And as we were waiting for McDonald's, Slayer walked in to get a McDonald's and stood next to us in the queue, which was also really cool. I feel like I've got loads more I could tell you and talk to you about, so probably I'll email you. But I just wanted to send a message in to say hi, well done, and keep up the excellent work. See you soon, guys. Take care. Bye. So that's yeah. a pretty cool call. That's a great call. Did he say it was from, it was from Buckhamshire? I think so. I think it's called a box. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not sure. I might have butchered that. But uh, uh, he's from down south. You can hear that. But he, uh, yeah, that's a great call. And, uh, man... Uh, but man, he sounds like a guy would be great, great guy to have a pint with. That's one of the, my favorite parts about that call, as he says, yeah. that when he listens to the podcast, it sounds like a couple yeah. of his mates talking, having a beer, talking <laughs> yeah. about Maiden. Well, we basically Which are. Which is what we are, yeah. I don't want people to be like, I listen to this podcast, and it sounds like these two guys that are, they think they're Iron Maiden yeah. experts. And it's like, no, we're just two dudes. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like, uh, and I know a lot of our listeners in uh, in the UK and Ireland, um, they love that that banter, right? Um, that's a very Newfoundland thing that uh, you know doesn't translate as well in the USA and Canada, and uh, you know that they, they're giving each other the gears. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I when I was in England, like we would go out, and, and Ireland's worse in fairness. Uh, we'd go out and we'd just spend all night ripping the piss out of each other, and it was just the best night ever. Like oh, if yeah. you were out all night and just ripping each other to pieces. Uh, you'd wake up the next day, your, your cheeks would be sore in your head, and you'd just be like, "What a great night! Good call, Ross, because you'd be a great guy to have a beer with." Maybe when the when the pandemic's done. So that's uh, talkingmaiden.com/talk if you want to leave a message. Yeah. If you've also ran into any heavy metal bands at a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Remember, was it last episode or the episode before? I was saying like, Maiden hasn't really said anything or put out any statements or anything. Well, they finally did this week. They put yeah. out this Maiden Killer Crew video yeah. with uh, Adrian at the beginning with it being pretty funny. It's funny. He's like pretending yeah. to play piano and then he like gets up and the music start, keeps going. Yeah. And he's like playing football with like a roll of toilet paper. Oh, that was kind of funny. 
Oh, okay. And then they covered Aces High, but it's like the crew. So it's not any mm. of the people in Maiden. So, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of, you sent kind me of that fun. clip, yeah. and I was like, eh, it was all right. I thought it was I cool, though, uh, the, seeing the crew. I recognized uh, Ken Pooch Van Druten, their sound mm. guy. Uh, Colin Price, who's Dave Murray's guitar tech. Yeah. And Sean Brady, who's Adrian's guitar tech, and Eddie Marsh, who's Yannick's guitar tech. Yeah. And uh, there's a funny part with Keith Maxwell. He's the guy that does their pyrotechnics, and he, like, hits a button, and he hits it late, and then he, like, swears. So that was kind of funny. I think Steve Harris's uh, bass monitor engineer, Steve Smith, was in there, too. (laughs) Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other people I didn't recognize, but... It was interesting. Yeah. I didn't really know what it was until I rewatched yeah. it. It was just was like, a funny oh. video to watch, which was yeah. kind of uh, lightens everyone's spirits. And Nico also uh, had a video. Yeah, Nico had one video where I can't remember if it was Instagram or Twitter. And he said, like, stay safe, stay home, honor the front line. Ha! Yes! Stay safe, stay home, honor the front line. Okay? And if you're going still crazy, you don't have a drum set. But I do. And then he made this second video where uh, he was upside down, and it was on the date that was supposed to be the first Australia tour date. <laughs> and he was upside down, and he had uh, this comment. Hello, boys and girls. Yes, it's the good-looking one with you today. Well, as you can see, I'm upside down. Yes, I'm in the wrong hemisphere. I should be down there with you lot in Australia and New Zealand as we're supposed to kick off our first gig. I think it's tomorrow or the next day. Not sure. I've been in quarantine a little bit too long, as you can imagine. We're really sorry we can't be there to kick off this uh, Legacy of the Beast Tour 2020. Uh, So, just for me to say, I'm hanging upside down just to be with you and uh god bless you all take care see you soon so he's basically you know consoling the fans in australia who don't get to see uh iron maiden hey but they get a new beer that's true <laughs> that was probably mint obviously for the tour yeah yeah oh yeah so probably. there might be a lot of it kicking around huh. never thought of that mm. you know what would be a cool thing for maiden to do during this pandemic that they could do without getting together that would be extremely zero like work. It would basically just take an hour or two of their time. Yeah. You know when you watch DVDs and they have director's commentaries? Yes. You should get like Nico and Bruce or whoever from Maiden and they could yeah. do like a director's commentary for like, I don't know, Live After Death or Rock and Rio and they basically just yeah. talk over it and you you they put it up for free. You start watching your DVD and you hit play on their commentary when the concert starts. And they can just tell little stories about, I remember when this happened. And you know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Mm, yeah. That'd be okay. Especially if Nick was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. I just, I'd much rather if they just digitized and put online a ton of, ton of stuff. I would much rather that too. But I'm just thinking this would yeah. be something fun they could do that would be like, like Nico could do that in an hour. Yeah, it's an easy win, and yeah. you could charge it up, and you could make a fortune. Um, win, win, win. Yeah. You know, chance to replace me. Yeah, I don't know if, you know, they're charged for it. Yeah. I figured they'd just do it for something to do for fun, to entertain the fans for the canceled tour. Man, imagine if you said right now, uh, if they came out and said, you know, we're releasing. I mean, they got so much stuff going yeah. right back, 40 years um, of stuff that has value. Some of the older stuff is more sparse but more valuable. And they could say, we're going to introduce, you know, and something from each era, uh, a high quality, you know, concert behind the scenes footage, uh, something, uh, even some unknown tracks. They could do a vinyl package. Um, they could do all of that. And they could just say a small, you know, we're going to, a few quid are going to go towards the, the crew. That right? would be cool. I mean, yeah, as a people would for like them. go crazy. I'd buy that in a second. And yeah. then, and they'd, they'd still make a, a fortune. If this covid hadn't happened we would have multiple concerts probably bootlegs and youtube videos of people so we would have like a ton more maiden content on the internet yes i was expecting crowd made except people seem like they're hungrier ever for maiden right now like maiden seems like they're hitting this like peak of popularity yeah and there's no content there's been nothing you know what i mean 
you know what it is too i was thinking about this the other day like so when you get in your 40s your late 30s your 50s you got money right like you know yeah. crazy money but you got money to spend on stuff so stuff like when you were a kid and you were buying comic books or D D books or cds like those were way major purchase right like right. if you bought a cd when you were a kid like you i remember i saved up i remember like i can remember the prices of certain cds because they were so expensive now I buy a CD like I throw it in a bin like I mean it's you know it's it's a price but a pint or two you know depending on the CD, and not that I mistreat it it's just it's not a significant purchase, but so so the the, the purchasing power is there but then when you talk about things that you want to do like a lot of times I'll be like ah oh, I'll see comic books and I'm like oh man I'd love to I'd love to buy some of those comic books then I realize I'm not 18 anymore 16 I don't want to read comic books it's not who I am, but Iron Maiden kind of ha- are are relevant to me now but tap some of that stuff. Like, so, you know, I'm not into the merch like you are, but I still have, like, way more than any healthy person probably should. You know what I mean? Like, I have, like, a shelf here behind me full yeah. of stuff and toys and trinkets. And it's like, but I, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. I know. And, it, well, I think it hurts more. I think it's tough because we kind of figure that they have that new album ready to go. Yeah. There's actually, on this Romanian rock FM, they did this interview with Bruce Dickinson last week and nothing much came out of it bruce is in paris in his apartment and he's like practicing fencing on his balcony and he's gotten into cooking but they Mm. ask him uh, one of the questions they say is this is translated the world (laughs) needs a new iron maiden album and bruce dickinson says it's true i agree but we still need to wait Mm, so you know so that's kind of it's not disappointing because it's exactly what i expect him to say but uh, Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just uh people are kind of it's been a while since we've had anything from Iron Maiden that you could like that's new that you could get into. I don't know. Yeah. Just tour merch. I would love it if they would release a single from the like maybe an EP with a single new track, a few maybe unreleased live tracks. But oh. we know they have that version of that Angel of Death, that Thin Lizzy song that they recorded. Yeah. That they never released. Maybe they could pop that with a new song. Onto a CD. Oh, that'd be a pretty big statement for like a, a cover song in this era. They just don't seem to be into that anymore. No, but as the B side of a new track. Yeah. And maybe add a few unreleased live tracks from this legacy tour or something. Or it can't be yeah. that hard for them to make a legacy of the Beast live audio album. I know it's a lot of work to edit a new DVD of this t- current tour. But can they not like make oh, an audio? Oh, dude! Like, you know what my I mean? God! I mean, they got all that gear. I mean, what do you think the guy who normally edits that is doing? He's their sound guy sitting. In the, he's sitting in his apartment, you know, eating quavers, just waiting for something <laughs> to do. I mean, bored out of his tree. This is the time. But not only that, it's good for the economy. Get some jobs. Get some people spending some st- shit. But uh, no new Maiden music to speak of right now. New Night no. Demon single came out. Yes, another. Another new Night Demon single. So. Another. Uh, they dropped out of the blue past Friday. Yeah. Another surprise single just drops. Kill the Pain, it's called. It's yes. another awesome track. And this song was actually recorded and produced by Fleming Rasmussen, who did Master of Puppets mm. and Ride the Lightning. And it's recorded in the same studio, too. But it's a, really? a, another pretty kick ass song. Six feet above, couple things on this uh first off i love the track and i think it's a it's a great uh follow-up to empire's fall it's very different um and uh you know i think it, i think the two uh fit well um 
I, I assume, I hope, uh, you know, we don't know the, the inside scoop or anything, but I, I hope that, you know, there's going to be an album uh, at some stage. But the uh, the way he's doing this, what they're up to, like, it's very interesting. Like, we're here in, uh, you know, in a, in a pandemic and they're dropping these awesome, you know, singles. It's like perfect. Like, they're yeah. not touring, but they just seem to, like, they they obviously had this in the, in the pipe because quality of the stuff, not just the recording, but I mean... They put out uh, a, a disc. It's a great, great timing for them, isn't it, too? Uh, yeah. To be able to drop it's this great merch. Kind of cool. There's like no warning. It's just boom. boom. These tracks are just dropping. So. Yeah. But if you, if you go to their YouTube channel, too, you'll you'll realize like they got they got it figured out, man. So the video, they, they do these really cool videos with lyrics built into them, which really to me makes a lot of sense now that I look through what they've done on YouTube. That's why when you go to a Night Demon show, everybody knows all the lyrics and they just like are, are full into it. Like that's a great way to drop a track, right? Like people see it right away and are right into it. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Excellent for engagement. It's, uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. At least there is some new music coming out during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, um, I wonder what else is coming. Are they going to do more? Are they going to drop the album? I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. You know. I'd love um, to have a spoiler alert for people, but we're we're in the <laughs> we're in the dark. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. So the tour. So basically, yesterday on Maiden's you know website, Twitter, everything, they put a Legacy of the Beast touring update out for 2020 and 2021, and basically said they've rescheduled all the European shows for June, July 2021, with the exception of Moscow, Saint Petersburg, Weert, and Zurich. And they also said they're not going to be able to keep their festival dates, which makes sense, I guess. Um, so I don't know what this means as far as a new album or a new album tour. We're pretty sure they have a new album. I don't know, man. It feels, I feel like they're really pushing this Legacy of the Beast thing. You know, this, pushing it into 2021, I don't think is, is a good idea. I don't know. Like, think about when, remember they played that first show in Estonia and we did that live set list reveal episode? Yeah. That was two years ago. I think how long ago that seems like. Yeah, it feels longer ago, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, and then if they... used to say that was just, that, that was two years, like, it's amazing. I was like, that feels longer than that. 2020 is going to be a no-go. Yeah. So then if they push all these dates to 2021, then you're, by the time you're done, you're four years touring this one set list, which is, Bruce always says they don't want to be a nostalgia act. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they're kind of, when you are going on, like, four years of touring a greatest hits, mm. you're kind of a nostalgia act. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I would I would venture this guess. I don't think they'd have a, a an album in the hopper. Yeah. And drag it out. Then the Legacy of the Beast would have been the Legacy of the Beast and all this talk about them recording could have been just them doing dub over wind up stuff for some release pack after they're done and and potentially they wanted to tease a new album to keep interest in the tour high. Who knows? Are yeah. you back to that first point? Are you 100% on a new album? Are you honestly I'm 99.9. 99.9. We've seen so much stuff, but also the same Think about all the stuff that Bruce said in the last yeah. leg of the last tour. Like, multiple, multiple bootlegs you listen to, and Bruce gets up and he's like, we'll be back sooner rather than later with new music. Anyway, tonight, tonight, um, tonight, some of you will be pleased to hear, not too many, I hope, there are no new songs tonight. Yeah, but that, right? I know, but and 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 yes, and I was one hundred percent with you. Bruce has been teasing this. Nico mentioned the seventeenth album twice in yeah. two different un- interviews, and then we have all the evidence from Paris. Yeah, but at the same time, Nesbitt, we're here now. I mean, how long has this been? It's been almost a year. It was last since March. they recorded it. Last March, yeah. And you know, I mean, now, yeah, okay. Like, wouldn't it be ideal time You'd to think. drop it? 
right? Wouldn't you want wouldn't you want to drop it now in like multiple stages, like the multiple sing- singles, like the drop the album, sell it digitally, mail it vinyl, new merch? Like I'd be sitting at home buying everything, just click, 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 click. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Or would would it be seen? I think there might be a lot of problems with like manufacturing CDs and vinyl. Like those plants are probably not at capacity now to handle new releases. That could be part of it. Geez, you could do pre-order. And think about the marketing. Like when, you know, launching a Maiden album is huge. Think of what's involved when a lot of these companies aren't at full capacity. I think it could be. Okay. See, the problem problem for me is that like – the one criticism we've had about Iron Maiden creatively across all the ages is that sometimes they just rush stuff out. Maybe with like right? no prayer, virtual uh, you know, the, the golden rushed. era it was album after album after album. They didn't stop touring. It was just perfection. They were just like they were in the zone. Swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. It just worked. Later on, they started to get laid beer with some of the rushing. So you know, we talked to the artwork. Some of the production wasn't right. This went out. Why wasn't that on there? What isn't this person involved? Like you know, we talked about all that to, to the ends of the earth. This is not an al- a, a band that's known to just sit on stuff. No, it's totally not. But and that's what that's what's got me like, are you sure it's 100%? Are we missing something? That's what I'm thinking. And even people in Book of Souls, they talk about the mm. delay between recording and releasing, but you got to remember Bruce had cancer in between. Like that, you know what I mean? I know. Selfish son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> we would have had that other album out. I never even thought about it. <laughs> anyway. No, I mean, what a, what, a, what a tumultuous few years for him, you know? Yeah. Like you think about it, right? Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. Um, you said you had something you wanted to say about the Skunk Works album. Because oh, you got a bunch yes. of emails about that, I got right? some, I got emails. I got, I got comments on Facebook. I got death threats. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't get any death threats. But people think my take was crazy. And I need to qualify it. Because I'm not a, I'm not a Skunk Works fan but i'm also not a someone who's listened to skunk works you know a thousand times yeah. uh, but then again you tend to find that people who don't like music don't listen to it a lot yeah <laughs> so there's a correlation there for a purpose um i want to clarify what i said like so i've I've listened back to skunk works a bunch since and there's definitely some very good music there and it's very interesting that they're kind of going towards a grunge slash alternative theme whatever you want to class that music at the time it was 1996 um, and Bruce was 38 years old. So my major issue with this album, and I, I kind of just flirted around the edges. I addressed it a little bit in the, in some of the comments. And I'm not trying to put down anyone who likes this album. If you like this album, fantastic. Um, I like parts of this album. Um, Inertia, Faith, great tracks. Um, even Inner Space, excellent tracks. Like, But... I just can't help but take a personal perspective on this because A, I came of age when this came out and at the same time, I'm just about the age that Bruce was when he did this album, okay? Yeah. And I, I can't shake the feeling that this is just someone who's left Maiden who's trying to be cool with the... Like, I can't help but feel like it's Steve Buscemi I'm trying to do what the cool kids are doing. With the, hey, kids, what's going on? Like, I'm 38. I totally don't care either. I've only been a metal superstar forever. And, like, he's in there. And, like, you remember, I, I went through, and, and people were saying, oh, it's a good album. First off, commercial disaster, right? It was a nothing album. Okay, well, All in right, that You case, can like the album. Yeah. You know, one so of your many... favorite albums is the Chris Cornell yes. Euphoria Morning. Euphoria Morning, yes. Which, if you look at his sales in Soundgarden compared to that, is also a failure. Yeah. If you use compare, record sales... Compare those two, though. Yeah, but if you use record sales, you can't... Sales has nothing to do with quality, is all I'm saying. Okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> I, and I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'll accept that. Also, that one of your arguments that you use for these are, you were saying that the only reason anyone's listening to Skunk Works is because of Bruce Dickinson. Well, the only that's reason right. anyone's listening to that Chris Cornell album is because of Soundgarden. So that's also um, one of your ab- ar- arguments Absolutely nullified. correct. Your... <laughs> You're you're fine. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I see you've come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let us banter, Nesbitt. Tis begins. Okay. So you're you're absolutely right on those points. I don't mind giving you those points. Um absolutely. I love um Euphoria Morning. But I mean, yeah, you brought Euphoria Morning into it. You can't take any one of Bruce's <laughs> albums and put it off against Euphoria Morning. It's not even in the same universe, let alone you know, not even yeah. comparable. Opinion. Um okay. 
not not even comparable. I mean, it's just another yeah, level. But that's your and, opinion. And, and and Chris Cornell's done it time and time again with different band after different band after different band. I love I love him. Yeah. And Bruce is my hero. If I was to take the two, I'd rather Bruce at his best than Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell is much more of a, a well-rounded frontman artist, all this stuff. Whereas Bruce Dix is just like a God-given metal voice, and that's I view them very differently. Yep. So I, Bruce I think is my both hero. God-given metal yeah. voices, though. Yeah, Bruce is my okay. hero, and he's he's a, a metal genius. And Tyranny of Souls, you know, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, is I really like as well, but he's teed up there as a metal singer. I've said he's uh, you know at his best when he's got a platform to succeed on, and Maiden have served him up an ideal platform. They've put him on, you know, up to the plate with the bases loaded, and he hits a home run, right? Um, you know, your analogy, I love that analogy, but, you know, we get to watch Iron Maiden. It's like watching your sports team now always win. He always hits a home run with Maiden. Yep. And Harris is a genius for spotting that in the beginning and then bringing him back, being a part of bringing him back and all that. Here's why I do not like Skunk Works, okay? Okay. I feel like it's a 38-year-old guy who's lost his way, who's trying to readapt and ride in, and he's playing, even though there's some really good music in there, he's playing away from his strengths, he's on his own, and he looks exposed. And I'm going to read out a quote that uh, that I that I grabbed uh, when I, in my five minutes of searching just to justify my <laughs> arguments. I went to IamRight.com and pulled this out. Um, he was really frustrated. Um, with Rod Smallwood, and Smallwood's quote to him said, you're a heavy metal singer, you can't change, you can try, but but you're stuck with it. He said, I object to that. I don't mind being a heavy metal singer, but I object to anyone telling me I can't fucking change. Anyway, off we went into the skunk works thing, and at the end of it all, I was gutted. I should have had a grunge career right then, because I was very angry, very disaffected, and I was poor. No, you were 38, and grunge was defined by a bunch of people that were essentially rebelling against the culture that came before. I just I just feel he's so out of place in that way. And then if you look at the albums that came around around that time, he was trying to imitate something. That's the way I feel about it. Still good albums. Probably some of the better Bruce Solo stuff. Some of the people wrote in, they talked about the Facebook groups around it. Uh, we got a great, great email about that, um, about how that band had a ton of potential and there was lots of stuff and I wish there was more. Fair. I'm not trying to take that away. But for me, I reflect on it too personally. And I just look at it. I'm like, I don't want to hear Bruce in that space. It's a swing and a miss for me. And, uh, you know, that's where I'm going to leave it. So, yeah, we got like a flood of emails. Yeah. A flood. <laughs> um, I know. I think the problem most people have is not that you don't like it. Yeah. It's that you you kind of are pre- you presented your opinion as if it was like a fact. You know what I mean? I don't care it's about a that. different that's between what, that's what that's what you do. <laughs> I know, but there's a difference between saying like, "Yeah, I don't like it," and saying like, "This is garbage." Because if you're saying it's garbage, okay. you're kind of implying that the people that like it like garbage. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's like, but but at the same time, yeah. you're on a podcast, I know. like discussing. You got to make it interesting. Oh, yeah. You know, you can't be like, "Well, you know what I like about Josh? You know what I find really odd? <laughs> he sips his beer and he has moderate opinions. <laughs> you know, and his jokes." very very safe like no one does that right that's the whole point you want to you want to be crazy and look i clarify myself it's yeah. the irony of it is every, this bruce solo stuff yeah like remember i just like the balls to picasso i yeah. got hammered on it this stuff and then i said all right i'll do tyranny of souls yeah. you know and now i'm getting it for british lion like <laughs> i love the side stuff there's some great stuff in there i get it but man for me like you know, I'm a Maiden fan, and when they go away from Maiden, the further they sift away from Maiden, the stuff I like is the stuff that's like Maiden. And right. ironically, with Skunk Works, he went right into a genre, which I love. But, but I just don't feel like he's strong enough in that genre. to. And when I hear that, I don't go, oh, wow, that's an interesting album. I hear it and I go, Bruce Dickinson is my effing hero. I love this guy. You watch it. Like, man, I, I've spent the first 30 episodes of this podcast arguing if Bruce is not singing, it's not Maiden. Right. And how much I love Iron Maiden that I'll actually sit here and do 150 episodes talking about it. Like, so, he's that much of my my hero that when I hear him doing this, I'm like, no, Bruce, don't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't do it. And it's funny because this is probably the furthest from Maiden sounding as far as, like, anything Bruce has done outside of Maiden. It is well, maybe not. Maiden sounding, but but he is, he's still, and I'll give this to Skunkworks people. He is actually has a very good grunge voice, and he's not doing as much of the raspy crap of the early nineties in this. So Although he does do some 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 weird vocal stuff. 
But uh, I think we got, yeah, we got a flood of people defending Skunk Works. But like, mm. here's some of, I just got a few clips from emails. And uh, one person said, was excited to hear you're talking about Skunk Works, but horrified by Josh's take on it. It's my <laughs> second favorite Bruce record after accident. So I went back yeah. to him and I said, I love the album, but I can see how it's not to everyone's taste. It's a slow grower. Took a lot of listening before I really appreciate it. And he came back and said, yeah, I know it's not for everyone. It's the one Bruce album that seems to divide opinions pretty strongly. A couple of my friends hate it with a burning passion. Oh, wow. So I guess it is pretty divisive. And then we got another yeah. email that says, uh, <laughs> this is all one sentence. Skunk Works is my favorite Bruce Dickinson album. You have to cover it. I want to go into great detail as why I love this album. It's very underrated. You must do Skunk Works. Love Josh, but he's wrong. This time you have to review Skunk Works with a big LOL at the end. So I think he was joking yeah, around. But, I read that one, yeah. but uh, no. And then we got I'm another not, one not... that says, put Skunk Works last on the list to cover. It's a tough one to like. So you're not alone. It's funny because we're doing Tyranny of Souls next week. Yeah. Um, Skunk Works is the least maiden of the solo stuff. I think the most maidenly of Bruce's solo stuff would be uh, so Bruce Dickinson in two thousand one had a compilation, the best of Bruce Dickinson, mm. and there's they recorded two new songs for this compilation, and there's a song on there called Silver Wings, which is very maidenly, and I think this is the most maidenly thing Bruce has done outside of Maiden. <laughs> Very, very maidenly that clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get old, uh, get old. Josh apologizes so you can tee up a maiden clip. I get it. <laughs> um, I have some other Adrian Smith gossip. <laughs> mm. Okay, I'll tell you what happened. So, in February, Adrian and his wife were in Turks and Caicos. Adrian's wife posted a bunch of Valentine's pics from there, and then on Adrian's official Instagram, he put a picture of him and Richie Kotzen with their wives sitting at a table. And he said, how much fun is too much fun? And he tagged it Turks and Caicos. So him and Richie Kotzen were with their wives in Turks and Caicos. Uh, Richie Kotzen, he's like an awesome mm. guitar player. He's like amazing. Yeah. Um, then on Richie Kotzen's Instagram, he posted a picture of his guitar and Adrian's guitar next to each other and said something new brewing. Ooh. And then there's a picture of him and Adrian walking on the beach with a caption that says, Adrian Smith and I discussing the magic of writing songs in C-sharp minor. And the same picture was on Adrian's Instagram, and it says, plotting in paradise. So then some time after Richie Kotzen on his Instagram, he posts again, and he says, finishing touches complete on a new collection of music songs. So. (laughs) Music songs? (laughs) <laughs> music yeah. songs it says it, it was nice having a partner in crime on this one yeah so that yeah. indicates we, we have a new collection of music in what form song <laughs> form oh cool excellent so it looks like him and adrian were recording something together some sort of release and i also have heard this isn't a random internet rumor i have it from like a a, a source that i trust that adrian might have a side project Maybe coming out this year. An internet An source internet you trust. Source that I trust. Right. Yeah, I didn't just read it on some forum okay. or something. So. No. So I don't know what that means or what it's going to sound like, but uh, they were definitely recording together and talking about releasing something. So mm, yeah. So that's interesting. something to look forward to. Oh, something else you can look forward to. The next the book, batch. Right? Yeah, that too. The next batch of remasters. Those digipacks. Yeah, live after death and the rock and Rio digipacks are coming out. So they, rele- they released a date, June 19th, for those. Okay. 
Okay, I didn't, I didn't know about that. I thought the last, where we left that was when they finished all 16 studio albums. We were wondering if there was going to be a box set or if they were going to carry on yeah. and do more. And this is them doing more No Giant box set. Um, so there's the the Rock and Rio is a digipack. Live After Death is mm. also available. You know how they came out in box sets with the toy? Yep. Um, but in the fan club magazine, like months ago, they said that they're releasing five live albums. Okay. So I think Death on the Road, Flight 666, and In Vivo might be in the future, too, as Digipacks. Nice. nice. So hopefully the Flight 666 will be the box one, and they'll have like a little Flight 666 with the somewhere back in time graphics on on the plane. That would be a cool toy to come with it. I'd buy that, that one. Would. Yeah. Speaking of uh, other merch, you yeah. saw that uh, Chinese dragon statue. Ugh. <laughs> so it's actually kind of cool looking. It's Eddie riding a Chinese dragon. It's like from the Book of Souls tour. It was actually on the Book of Souls tour shirt when they yeah. played China. And of course, yeah. it's limited to 666. Oh, and, and it's 1,500 euros. Yeah, it's two and a half feet tall. Right. Yeah, it costs a couple you know. of grand. So. Maiden, I remember I was sitting down and Maiden tweeted out this statue of uh, oh, Eddie yeah. riding the Chinese dragon. Yeah. And he's like, it's for sale here. Here's the links. A little blurb yeah. about it and a really cool picture of it. Yeah. And I saw it pop up on my phone. And like <laughs> two minutes later, I went in. I saw that. And I saw yeah. there was like 20 comments. And I went to try to read the comments. And then all of a sudden, the tweet was deleted. Yeah. So I'm assuming a whole bunch of people put like stupid coronavirus jokes in. And they were like, <laughs> no. okay, just delete this whole post. We're going to get delete this out of here. But it's so yeah. expensive. Yeah, you can, you can understand. Merch. Like, there's such a good thing as banter, too, right? Like, there's a bit of good banter. I mean, I guess people take it too far or they get too worried about it. Why can't we be like that? Why we have to be like, you can't say anything. You can't do this. Yeah, you know? it seems now that we have something yeah. that's an actual problem to worry about in our lives yeah. that people aren't quite so offended by stupid bullshit anymore. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Anyway, I don't want to get political on it. <laughs> do you want to uh, get in some listener mail? I do. All right. Um, yeah. So we've got a bunch of Brave New World feedback. Um, people love today the feedback was amazing yeah ton of feedback on brave new world which we never really got around to uh we're never going to get through it all in this episode we never will because there was and there was a lot of it and on the facebook group like i think across the board well people appreciated the effort you put in and at the same time so many people man stepped up and said it was their favorite album which was a quiet majority or not majority of fans but a quiet mass of fans who really were not as vocal before we covered it yeah there's a couple of points that popped up in multiple emails so let's get into those Mm. first a couple of people brought up this wicker man riff so kevin says uh, you guys spent nearly an hour talking about the opening riff of the wicker man failed to even touch on the fact that it nicked its opening riff from 1978 judas priest jam maiden fans want to hear you discuss these difficult subjects and then Tommy on Facebook said, great episode. The first thing I heard from Reunited Maiden was a riff ripped straight from Judas Priest. I still expect hearing Running Wild every time I hear the intro, and I'm always disappointed when I realize it's Wicker Man. Not a huge fan of this album. Uh, another comment on Facebook. You guys spent an hour on the opening riff of the Wicker Man and didn't address this. It's the same riff only 20 years earlier. So I have a major issue with them complaining about this because... I don't think this is stolen. It's barely a riff. It's a chord yep. and a strumming pattern. Yeah. So there's no, this is, I mean, this is such a common thing that it's a very huge stretch to say that it's nicked or stolen. So here's the two songs that they're talking about. First one's Running Wild by Judas Priest and then The Wicker Man. <laughs> So, I mean, you're basically strumming a chord and then palm muting a chord. Like, you can't copyright that. It's like, like, yeah, no, I think it's fair that that if you, you know, if that if that Bree song was your reference point, you would think for a second. But A, it's I agree it's not a ripoff, but also B, that the transition that occurs so quick. 
Um, yeah. You know, Wicker Man to me, I as soon as I heard it, like they they put it to me, I was like, well, I can see the similarity in the first like five yeah. seconds. I hear the but, similarity. This reminds me yeah. of when we're talking about the two minutes to midnight, and everyone said mm. that that riff was ripped off. Yeah. And then I played uh, a compilation seven. of all yeah, of the seven. different songs. Yeah. So I'll play it again now, just to punish the listeners. It's like the third time I played it. <laughs> So those are all different songs from, you know, based around very similar riffs. But it's just when you have something so basic, obviously it's going to pop up. And, you know, I yeah, it is. I don't think anything's stolen. No, no. And, you yeah. know, it might have been might have been uh, worth the mention. I'm gl- glad they pointed out to us. But I, yeah, I honestly the similarity don't. is definitely there. Yeah, but they it's didn't there. Steal. Don't say that they stole yeah. a riff. Yeah. It's not even a riff. It's like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as I heard it, I was like, I, I couldn't understand the the frustration on the on the theft side of it but i definitely could see the similarity right in the early part this yeah. is immediately out the gate like that that you know but i find that anyway if you've listened to a fair amount of music you know you find any rock song that starts out like that you know you play the maiden game where you could nail them real quick and you can do it with maiden and you're expecting maiden but if it was any rock song right you you need a you need a you it's very hard for a rock song or for a metal song within three seconds to have some unique hook that you're going to know immediately in your mind. Yeah, and I guarantee yeah. if you take any kind of rock song, yeah, and if you looked hard enough and you knew enough music, you can definitely find something yeah. similar that's been done before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Between, you know, like, could, yeah. Jimmy Page and, you know, ACDC, like, most of the rock riffs have been done. <laughs> Absolutely. You could have some fun with one of those music algorithms where, like, they listen to the stuff. I bet you um, could have a bit of fun. Say, right? like, yeah, Grab you, a clip and see what comes If you had a program and said, like, this yeah. is a combination of this, this, and this. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, another feedback from Brave New World is from Rob. And this is something, I think he's right about this one. He says, guys, love your show. Make a point of never missing it. I was enjoying part seven of your Brave New World episode <laughs> a short time ago. And your discussion of the thin line between love and hate. I have to take issue in one tiny detail. Nesbitt said that the voice that comes in after Nico's ah, I fucking missed it with don't want to get that on tape is Bruce. I firmly believe it is Steve. As someone with a British heritage, I know my English accents pretty well. Bruce is from Nottingham or Nottingham. And without turning this into a geography lesson, his accent is a lot different to Steve's, who is an East Londoner. Anyway, minor point, really keep up the great work on your podcast. So he's talking about this at the end of Thin Line. You know, that's <laughs> that that right there, that is the kind of crucial analysis that I give up so many evenings for. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, fair point. That's a, that's awesome, awesome catch. I like that though. But, that's uh, that's yeah. my kind of uh, that is detail. Your kind that's of, my level of detail. I mean, so this yeah. guy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that email. I know. That's from Rob. I know. Um <laughs> I got another audio clip. I'll play this one, and then maybe we'll wrap it up. Because... Before you go on, Nesbitt, you okay. remember there was a point. <laughs> there was a point many moons ago where you said, I don't know if people want to go into this level of detail. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, go on. Next comment. I love it. Um, so this is an audio message from Shane from Kansas. This is Shane from Kansas, and I want to talk about 
Brave New World. I was sad when Bruce came back because I had such a deep connection to the X Factor. And I really think the third Blaze album would have been great. I think if Virtual Eleven would have came out first, then the X Factor, then I think they would have done Brave New World with Blaze. And it would have been a great album. And Bruce Dickinson and Adrian Smith would have did another Bruce Dickinson record, which also would have been killer. But that didn't happen. I quit listening to Maiden after Bruce came back. Didn't listen to him again till 07 when I heard the reincarnation of Benjamin Brigg and I went out and bought A Matter of Life and Death and the other albums that I missed. Here's my thought. Brave New World is such a great record. I think if Brave New World would have came out after Seventh Son, so that would like if Brave New World came out in 1990, that would have really made the 1990s better for Maiden. Even if No Prayer or Fear of the Dark would have followed Brave New World, it still would have been a huge success. And I think they could have pulled off Brave New World with the five-man lineup, even though I do think Yannick and Adrian and Dave work great together. So that's uh, kind of my thought. Up the irons, down the hops, love the podcast. Wow. Shane from Kansas. That was, there was a lot of hot takes in there. That was awesome. We could have an episode on that call alone. I know. I mean, I feel like I shouldn't have played that because I want to talk about it for like ten minutes now. <laughs> well, I know, and and uh, yeah, and we're running a little late. But here's 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 a few things. Break down a few bit of what he said. Um, you know, the fact he loved X Factor can't can't fault him there. Um, the fact that Blaze's third album would have been awesome. I also agree, especially considering how much good stuff was in the Hopper. Right, and he had those uh, ideas yeah. too. For I saw. Uh, one of the podcasts I've listened to recently that I mentioned earlier, they're interviewing Blaze, and a lot of those uh, Silicon Messiah songs were ideas he had that he probably would have brought into this album. That's right. If he had a stage, which would have been cool. It might have happened a little faster, and then Dance of Death might have been the Brave New World if it if Blaze was still going to leave. True. There's so much speculation. Yeah. But Br- Bruce is the Brave New World. Bruce and Adrian returning to me is like the Brave New World, the turn of the millennium. They're back together. And remember, we talked about a lot in the in the in the episode, um, in the in this series that it wasn't a certainty, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, man, God, I love his take, and I love that he got back in a matter of life and death too, because that, that's such you know that's that album is special to me. Uh, what a great perspective! I really yeah. like it, and to think that I don't think they had the 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 guts of the album to do it in 1990, you know, and then uh, you know we could have forsaken. No prayer or whatever, but um, yeah, it's an interesting perspective, isn't it? I just thought of a awesome idea for an episode. What an episode called "What If"? What if <laughs> and I'll, every I'll episode come up with like half a dozen "What Ifs"? What if Paul yeah. had never left? What would the next album yeah. be like? What well, if yeah. we'll come up with a whole bunch of crazy ones and we'll just <laughs> yeah. talk about them? <laughs> yeah. What if Paul never left? Yeah, we're here. We're doing we're doing a Judas Priest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's that's what's what if that's a Rick and Morty series. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a great call. Uh, this guy loves Maiden, and yep, I'm totally. glad he got back because I was uh, I went midway through the call. I was a like, great angle, and he was like, "I'll never listen to me." I was like, "Oh no, come back." So well, I've he's got obviously like listening. pages and pages here of uh, stuff I thought we were going to get through, but. Uh... So should we um, do a second one? But I want to. I want. Let's do wanna, Tyranny of Souls, and then we'll come back on it. And then maybe we'll. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll do yeah. some more news, and maybe we'll touch on some more of this uh, in a few yeah. weeks. Because we yeah, got so got much. Of... I have so many good emails here, and I have a whole bunch of mail here too that's uh, not Brave New World re- related. Yeah. Which I'd love to dig into, and some mm. of them I think are going to spur some uh, discussion. <laughs> discussion. Oh no. So. Uh, yeah, I'll just uh, tuck these away, and we'll get into yeah. Tyranny of Souls next week. Yeah, and, so we introduced uh, one of the big um, things that we got a lot of comments on, the intro to Wicker Man. Right. And we got a, got a couple of hot takes, but we still have a lot of Brave New World and a lot of other listener stuff to right. catch up on. Right. And uh, we're going to do an eight-parter on emails. <laughs> <laughs> the Brave New Inbox. After we do our eight-hour, eight-part Tyranny of Souls. <laughs> yeah. No. Two parts. I think it's going it? to be two parts, yeah. Two parts. Let's do two. Yeah. Um, and I think two is enough. We can't do one. We just can't anymore. We it's funny. We're, we're done uh, all the studio albums. Yeah. 
and I was like, oh man, like so much for like deep digging. And then we did Tyranny of Souls, and I, you know, I've, I don't know, a few hours into like googling mm. obscure, <laughs> out of print magazine article scans with interviews with Roy Z. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my like litmus test is always when you've done your prep, do you keep listening? Oh, yeah. And I still listen to this one a lot. I love it. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's in, it's in my playlist now. It's in my main playlist. So, All right. So Tyranny of Souls next week, everybody. Yes. Boiler alert. Yeah. We like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. You can get us at uh, TalkingMaiden.com. Get us on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. You can leave us a message. Until next time, up the irons, down the hops.